The shadows of storm and night. The mysteries of life and light. From unearthly peculiarities, celestial and divine, to apparitions and transcendental signs. You're listening to To The Spirit Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Spirit. I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. And today we have a very special guest with us, our favorite co-hostess with the most is someone that we work with on UH, aka Umbrella Holics. That would be Jason. Hey, Jay. Hello, everybody. Thanks for being here. Let's talk some freaky stuff. Oh, it is the season of freaky stuff. But before we dive into the freaky stuff, I want to say thank you to both of you for helping me out because a lot of our listeners don't know, but I got hit with some unknown virus and no, it's not the coronavirus. But this virus decided to attack my inner ear and I have been spinning around like I'm on a scrambler. (laughs) And so my friends, thank be to them, jumped in to help me out with this show. So we have some new material and we can share the news share with you this month because, you know, can't go a month without the pair news. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Jason, before we get into all our wonderful news, we need to talk about Umbrella Holics. When we record Umbrella Holics with you, strange things start a happening. And yeah. uh and they seem you... to happen at like two thirty in the morning when I'm starting to wind down and then I'm in instant freak out and then at six in the morning I go to bed. Yeah. Do you think this would happen with anyone else or do you think it's just our energy? Oh, of course, only uh yeah, I think it's yeah. yeah. So what we're referring to is when poor Jason is editing our podcast. And we're not doing Dark yeah. stuff, it's it's all funny stuff, and that blows my mind that these things are popping, you know, yeah. voices are popping in. So he's getting EVPs while he's editing. Yeah. And he actually sends over the examples that I'm going to play for you. They're really hard to make out, but you can clearly hear voices that are otherworldly. <laughs> so the first example I'd like to play is, it sounds like a woman, right? Like moaning, very clearly. Yeah, and it's... It takes away the skepticism if it is an echo or not, because there, there's nobody before or after that clip that went, eh, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and, and most of the time when we're working together, we mute ourselves so that the other person can speak. So it's nice and, and clean. And it's not all the time, but a lot of the times we try to be cognizant of that. So just to have these weird things that are popping in is a little odd. But let me go ahead and play the example for you. I'll play it a couple times. Well, I, I enjoy sleeping. We can maybe perhaps sleep together. Well, I, I enjoy sleeping. We can maybe perhaps sleep together. And the second one we have and the third one. Now, these are actually like sentences, full on sentences. I tried to isolate them and amplify them. It was really hard to make out. You can clearly hear male voices that are coming in from nowhere. And believe me, they aren't anyone that isn't working on the show with us. So that's a little strange, but I'll play example number two, and you're just going to hear this man that's out of place in the background. Hey man, keep it rolling, dude, right? (laughs) Hey man, keep it rolling, dude, right? (laughs) Jason, do you think you know what he says? Not really. Like I blew it up and then it just sounded like he was, it was a full sentence. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I'm going, I'm going, what is this? I'm looking, I'm looking at it and there's all this dead space that's way after a sentence and it continued on. And then I think I I sent it to you and and did you make out? uh, Um, I did. I actually, I made more out of this next clip that I'm going to play for them. 
Let me go ahead and play clip number three. Do you try to woo her? Do you try to woo her? Okay, so what I made out in a roundabout sense was something about keeping the laughter going. Like whoever this is, whatever spirit this is, is sitting in and clearly enjoying themselves. And I feel like they're friendly. I don't feel like they're bad, even though it's a little jarring to hear it. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem like it's a scary thing. No, it. it's, it's like... almost like they're enjoying themselves, like sitting in on it with us, which is kind of cool. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot better than you suck. Boo. Or like, <laughs> get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always get out. <laughs> So let's get into some news. I think the big thing on the list lately has been UFOs, because as you guys know, most of our listeners know, there's disclosure around the corner. It was written into the COVID bill, correct? Yes. Yeah. And I believe it's set to release in July that the government is going to admit that there are UAPs, which I don't know why they had to change that from UFO. What's wrong with UFO? Why does it have to be all fancy UAP? <laughs> I think it's just because of, you know, through the many decades, UFO is great aliens and, you know, flying saucers. And when they put their own spin on it, they're saying it's a UFO, but we're not saying it's a UFO, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the UAPs should be disclosed by June if all goes well. But you've been seeing this uptick on television, on radio where people are talking about uh, the accounts that are coming forward from the Navy, from some of the pilots, video footage that has been released, and even the president and the ex-president. Is he still considered the president? If they all call him president. Even, even though they're the, exes? Okay, yeah. I figured. So I'd like to play a clip now, and this is from the Late Late Show with James Corden, and it's with President Obama. Yeah, I have a question today. It goes to... Uh... Let's make it for uh, uh, President Obama, since he's here. Uh, all this talk about dem aliens uh, with uh, the, the, you know, what are they, UAFs or whatever they call them, you know, all the footage and everyone talking about it. It's like, what is your, like, I know that doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean aliens. It, it is just a UAF. But I was wondering if you have a theory about that. Well, uh, when, it, when it comes to aliens, uh, there's some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. Um, but you'll tell us off air. Great. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> no, look, look. Uh, the, tr the truth is that when I came into office, I asked, right? I, I was like, all right, you know, is there the lab somewhere where we're keeping the uh, <laughs> alien specimens in spaceship? Uh, and, uh, uh, my, you know, they did a little bit of research, and uh, uh, the answer was no. Uh, so, um, but what what is true, uh, and I'm I'm actually being serious here, is is that uh, there are uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory. Uh, they, they did not have um, an easily explainable pattern. And so, you know, I, th I think that we're uh, people still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. 
but I have nothing to report to you today. It's okay. Um, unless, like, uh, that. See, here's the question: <laughs> Reggie might secretly, Reggie might secretly be an alien, right? You remember uh, in Men in Black, and so when he asks all these questions, he's deflecting. <laughs> Think about it. Hey, Beck, are you gonna edit out all those ums? Uh, I might have to. They drive me crazy. Um, he was umming so much, you knew he was holding back. <laughs> I mean, come on. We know he knows, right? He's so articulate. And just listening to that clip, you can hear him struggling to totally. to put it in a way. And I know he's probably a decent, you know, honest, as much as a politician can be. And I can just hear all that fighting. And then he diverts it with a joke. You know. Right. And that's what they always tend to do. It's like, mm, come on now. Come on. But now I'm going to try to find you something that was released today, I believe. So here we go. President Obama says that there is footage and uh, records of objects in the skies, these unidentified aerial phenomenon. And he says we don't know exactly what they are. What do you think that it is? I would ask him again. Thank you. Again wow. with the joke, I would ask him again, and that was from President Joe Biden. Yeah, who can't walk up a flight of stairs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in Umbrella Holics, we have something that could assist him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Handy Chair 2000. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. It gets you there fast. <laughs> so we all need that. It's for the 12-step program. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there again, we have a little bit of a deflect, a deflection happening. These guys know more than they're letting on. I just don't understand, you know, why, why wait? Do you remember the video where Hillary Clinton talks? She corrects an audience when she's being... Uh, interviewed because they use the word UFOs. And that's the first time you really hear that other acronym. Or the whatever, UAP. The UAP. And how would she, you know, obviously they had a discussion and she knows that term because they're decide to redefine it. Right. You know, as Reggie Watts called it, the UAFs. <laughs> <laughs> Which was that a weird LFA Yankovic movie or something? <laughs> was that UHF? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have one more. So this, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this had aired on uh, 60 Minutes on Sunday. I don't know if you guys watched that or heard any of that. I have the article. Okay. No, this is uh, the first I'm hearing of it, so I'm very uh, curious. Okay. <laughs> okay, so 60 Minutes devoted uh, a significant portion of Sunday night's broadcast to exploring incidents of Navy pilots witnessing unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs, and the United States government's recent acknowledgement of the issue. It's a nearly 15-minute long segment. I'm not going to go all into this, but I'm going to play a little bit. We have tackled many strange stories on 60 Minutes, but perhaps none like this. It's the story of the U.S. government's grudging acknowledgement of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, more commonly known as UFOs. After decades of public denial, the Pentagon now admits there's something out there, and the U.S. Senate wants to know what it is. The Intelligence Committee has ordered the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense to deliver a report on the mysterious sightings by next month. So what you're telling me is that UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are real. Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record that they're real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. 
Luis Elizondo spent 20 years running military intelligence operations worldwide in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and Guantanamo. He hadn't given UFOs a second thought until 2008. That's when he was asked to join something at the Pentagon called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP. The mission of ATIP was quite simple. It was to collect and analyze information involving anomalous uh, aerial vehicles, uh, what I guess in the vernacular you, you call them UFOs. We call them UAPs. You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Look, Bill, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that, that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you is real. The question is, what is it? What are its intentions? What are its capabilities? What we have here, guys, is a very big buildup happening. It's coming to a crescendo. It really is. And I would love to know your thoughts on this because I'm thinking this could go in many ways. Is this possibly leverage for the United States in some sort of war games advantage? Is this possibly a false flag event that's building and they're prepping us? Or why now? What do you guys think? Well, according to Stephen Greer, he had said that he's involved with a group of people that basically have more clearance than any president. They really haven't informed any president. A lot of people who have wanted information, they will not let them. And a lot of people who are generals in the military, they have not let them. And they like, I have the highest clearance, blah, blah, blah. And they won't let them. And he says there is another group of people. And he says... He goes, you could use the word deep state, but they're like people we don't know that have a lot of information and they have a lot of high clearances in the government and they want to use the whole UFO information to control people because mm. it is real is what he's saying. But he goes, there's another group that belong to the government that want to use it to control people and make people afraid. But Stephen Greer's experience is that they're basically positive which I debate that at all because of what people's personal experiences are, but he's saying that the government wants to use the information to control people, and there's another portion of the government that has all the information and they want to reveal it to people. So I, I, I have a tendency to believe him because I think when you listen to him talk, he has a, you know, you have a feel for a person. He's very honest. He's probably the first person I listened to that I actually did believe that they're probably are some sort of interdimensional being right that's higher than us you know you could look at that as angels demons whatever but he's been in contact with them and um you know he's in that government circle he's not government himself he's actually just a, a doctor in his real life he was you know he studied to be a doctor but because he had experiences with it he has a lot of government contact and they're in, a, in their own group that are, they're trying to reveal it in the proper way. And he says, but within the government, there's a group that are trying to use it as a control tactic. So that's what I think it is. I really do believe Stephen Gray on that. I, I think of it in terms of the big picture. Like I, I grew up getting the Time Life books and everything on UFOs, watching in search of. And I think just right now, there are too many cell phone cameras. There are too many examples of videos that people are sharing and they kind of have to let the cat out of the bag a little bit. I don't know what the ulterior motives are. I'm sure it's about control and they have weapons and there's all sorts of other things at play. But I, when I think about it, I just think they weren't doing this before people were taping everything. And now, you know, there are shows like paranormal caught on camera, which I love. 
and they show all sorts of things. And a lot of them are UFOs. And I remember back in the day, it was if we were lucky enough, if somebody had a Super 8 camera driving in the country with their dad and in the distance would be this thing, you know. Right. So <laughs> I, I just think that the cat's out of the bag and they have to acknowledge it a bit. And then hopefully it'll go away. I think that's what they're thinking. But who knows? Are you guys excited for this disclosure to take place? Are you nervous or what do you, what are you feeling? I think that? I'm all that. I'm, I'm nervous. Cause I, it's like, I've really, oh, my knee just cracked. Oh, that was your knee? Oh, yeah. Oh. All I did was just kind of shift my body weight a little bit on the couch. Like, <laughs> She's turning into an old lady. Yeah. Um, no, I've always wanted to know. Cause I had a strong belief as a kid in this stuff. And I've gone through periods of belief, disbelief or wondering what it was. But there's a part of me that wishes it never was here. You know, like I don't like it. A lot of it. Well, that's just one of your biggest fears is ETs. I, don't like ET. I yeah. still haven't listened to the interview you had with the woman who was being abducted. abducted. I can't handle that. <laughs> it's too scary. It is scary. It's scary to think about. But Demi Lovato, have you heard about her? Yeah, she contacts aliens. <laughs> oh, well, you guys may know her uh, from Barney and Friends, which she's, she's in probably... Barney. Yeah, she was in Barney. One of the kids. And yeah, she was one of the kids and she made other television appearances and had a successful recording career. But she's now a UFO investigator in Unidentified with Demi Lovato and the music superstar and actress, her skeptical best friend, Matthew, and her sister, Dallas, attempt to help uncover the truth about UFO phenomena. While consulting with leading experts, the trio will investigate recent eyewitness encounters, uncover secret government reports, and conduct tests at known UFO hotspots. That's going to be called Unidentified with Demi Lovato. And, uh, you know, she's not a George Knapp or a Linda Moulton Howell or even a Tom DeLonge. <laughs> but she does believe in extraterrestrials and they, that they are real. And she says she has had personal encounters with them. And... She may be more serious investigator than we may think. <laughs> Interesting. Probably has a, a good interest in it, and it might turn out to be a good show because of her interest. You like might see that good energy coming through from her. If she might do a really good job with that, right? well, maybe she'll sing in between. Yeah, she could, you know, <laughs> like give us a little bit of <laughs> her Ooh. talent in between uh, stories about aliens or whatever, and uh, be highly entertaining. Well, I can tell you that in 2016, she told. Al Canada about this experience with a worm UFO that occurred a few years back. And she was on a late night with Seth Meyers and she admitted that she knows that aliens are real and that she possessed a belief in mermaids because Christopher Columbus has actually seen three mermaids on his way back to America. <laughs> <laughs> so you might want to reevaluate that statement. All stuff. Right. Poor Demi Lovato. <laughs> Let's all pray for her tonight. No, I, you know what? I'm going to give her, give her the love because it takes a lot of courage to go out there and chase the UFOs. You, myself and Jason went out searching for UFOs. Yeah, I wouldn't do that now. Back then I was excited about it. It was like <laughs> X-Files. Like, we're doing X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't find anything, but we had fun. It was fun. Yeah, I don't think I would welcome that. I don't want to see it at all. I pretty much have concluded the scares crap out of me. Stuffy's so scared. <laughs> like, I'm not as scared about... The, all right, two parts. One, I think if... A civilization has overcome the dangers of technology. Like as technology moves forward, we're we're doing great things with it. We're airplanes going to the moon, but at the same time, we build the bomb. So I don't think we've crossed that threshold yet. But if there are aliens coming and visiting Earth, I'd like to think that they 
got over the fact of destroying themselves. So they they must not be that bad of a species. But at the same time, the way we treat animals um, that, you know, lesser intelligent creatures of the earth, we, we're, we're never really very nice to them. So that's what scares me, that they'll have like a superiority An advantage complex. over us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just like, we can just fry you. So we're just going to abduct 20 people this month and there's nothing you can do about it. And then the government's like, okay, uh, can we still keep the laser, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some war of the world scenarios yeah. come through my mind and it's like oh no yeah <laughs> i feel like they've that the hollywood's been preparing us for a couple decades now they yeah. have i think and you know, i think it seems it's like a it. huge percentage of the public believe anyway i think they've done statistics and they found that like 85 percent of people believe in UAPs or unidentified flying objects. I think it's a smaller percentage that believe that there are ETs, but who's manning those ships? You know what I mean? They can't all be government made. I just don't believe it. Right. Yeah, no, it even said with the um the speed and the maneuvers and everything that they're that they have on video, there's no drone or anything that can do that. That we, we don't know have of, yeah, right. no one has, you know, that type of technology as far as we know, because it's way too it's like fifteen thousand miles per hour or something they're recording. It's at. ridiculous. The yeah. other thing that I thought was that literally scared me, but I thought was cool too, was one of those videos I just sent it to you the other day. The military person that was talking on the news said that not only are they finding them in the air, but the navy in submarines. I don't know if that's the navy, but the people that the military that are using submarines, they um are recording them in the ocean and i've heard about that usos but, but or underwater not that there was a recording of it that's the first time i heard that they they actually have recorded footage of stuff in the, in the ocean and one of the ufo videos that they showed on one of the news channels you know that the military had was one that was in the air and then went down right and then came back up yeah yeah out of the water but you gotta know there's stuff i mean there's creatures down there that we are totally unaware of Maybe yeah. that's, they're the ones putting those scary looking fish, like the angler fish. They probably fish, are. <laughs> planting them down there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing a lot lately UFOs coming out of the sun or, or hanging out near the sun. And these aren't just little UFOs. They're continent and moon size UFOs. And I've seen footage of them hanging around the perimeter. And then when a sun flare hits them, they, they just... They don't evaporate. They're still there. And I've seen UFOs shoot out of the sun. I think the theory, well, what some people are saying is, are they recharging their ship? Is that a new form of energy? And the sun has so much gravity. Is there a way that they're using it as like a mini wormhole and coming into to our, our solar system? That really intrigues me. Um, I've seen fleets. I've seen huge ones, fast things flying out. And if that is true, how... They, yeah, how do you survive the sun? That type of degree, you know, of heat. So, um, but yeah, I think it could be a wormhole. I think it could be a, a mini wormhole and it could be for fuel. For, yeah, sure. The Industrial Revolution 200 years ago. If there was a, a species that they had a thousand years on us, of course, they'd be super, you know, crazy technology. In 200 years, you know, we went from horse and buggy to the moon, not even 200. So, it doesn't yeah. take much for a civilization. They only need to be a couple hundred years or a thousand years ahead of us to have this stuff. Have any of you heard of um, the energy weapon that has supposedly been hitting people at the White House? You know, a lot of people debate this could be aliens, yeah. but they're not really sure. 
Yeah, why don't you, can you explain a little bit of that to the yeah. audience? Federal agencies are investigating at least two possible incidents on U.S. soil, including one near the White House in November of last year that appear similar to mysterious invisible attacks that have led to debilitating symptoms for dozens of U.S. personnel abroad. Multiple sources familiar with the matter tell CNN that while the Pentagon and other agencies probing the matter have reached no clear conclusions on what happened, the fact that such an attack might have taken place so close to the White House is particularly alarming. Defense officials briefed lawmakers on the Senate and House Armed Services Committee on the matter earlier this month, including on the incident near the White House. That incident, which occurred near the ellipse, the large oval lawn on the south side of the White House, sickened one National Security Council official, according to multiple current and former U.S. officials and sources familiar with the matter. In a separate 2019 episode, a White House official reported a similar attack while walking her dog in a Virginia suburb just outside Washington. Those sickened reported similar symptoms to CIA and State Department personnel impacted overseas, and officials quickly began to investigate the incident as a possible Havana syndrome. Because I don't know if you guys remember in Cuba, there were some U.S. military that were stationed there that experienced the same type of thing. Something was aimed at them, made them sick, but they can't see it. They can't prove it, but they know because everyone it's happening to everybody. Well, we know energy weapons. There's been a lot of people that have come forward as well as reports that there are direct energy weapons that can be used to disperse crowds. Right. So we know that's a possibility, but whether it be terroristic or whether it be it, it, the, the timing is interesting. I can say that much. The timing is interesting. It's, I know there's that whole like I was talking about this with Beck. I'm like, we really need to sit down and go over a project. Was it Blue, Blue, Blue Book? Yeah. Blue Beam or Blue Book? What is it? I think it's Blue Beam. Blue Beam? Project Blue Beam? It's a pro Jason would know this better. Is it Project oh, Blue Book? I know there was a Blue Book, but maybe they yeah, have a new one. Yeah, that's got to be it. But it's that the government is orchestrating this basically to instill fear and yeah. control within the mass. Which is basically what Stephen Greer says. Right. Which, you know, you can't put anything past anything. <laughs> I mean, we've had, if you look back in history, I mean, there was control during World War II and atrocious things that have taken place. And now with modern technology and the ability to uh, recreate things like China had done with the oh yeah. manifestations that aren't really there they're they're actual projections holograms, holograms. and holograms yeah so if that can be done i don't see why we would hold back doing that too and right. the fact that we give so much credibility to the military when they come out and say yeah we've been witnessing this forever but do we question are they is it yeah, yeah malevolent or benevolent and yeah. uh one it doesn't surprise me because i think we've gone past the stage of full-scale war now it's little proxy things so it doesn't surprise me you know they took down our pipeline you know the cyber attack so i think that's the new future so mm -hmm. if there is an energy attack i think that was a little test and that's the way we're going to fight these little that's how we're going to fight china and russia we're not all going to go to crazy war because we're going to blow the world up so i think that's the new war stage but one of the things i was going to bring up was the city in the sky and and that that was I think there are two of them, and it's only in China. Right. So that that's interesting, but it's really creepy, and but at the same time really cool looking. And you know, people are—is it a parallel dimension? Is it like you were saying, some new technology that they're getting ready to use or false flag event? But that's very interesting. If anybody ever goes and looks that up, who knows what it is? But it looks really 
insane. Yeah, the videos are amazing to look yeah. at. Just it, it's mind blowing. And tying into all this, you've had a lot of things washing up on shores lately that are unexplained as far as creatures that are unexplainable. They don't know what they are. They're not whales. They're not squid. They're but they're odd looking. They're definitely alien in nature. Did you uh, get the anglerfish that washed up? No, but I did see that scientists in Russia discovered dozens of bizarre frogs, which became transparent due to a mutation brought on by they're, industrial pollution. They're clear. Have you seen these things? No, I didn't even hear about it. Oh, man. And there was a total of 40 monstrous creatures that were found, and some had skin that was so clear that the researchers could easily observe not only their internal organs, but their still beating hearts. Eerily, the unfortunate frogs also sport jet black eyes they gives them almost alien appearance and then they turn into black eyed children right and then they <laughs> knock on the door and... <laughs> but yeah the unsettling condition is basically caused by contamination in the environment if you'd like to just take a look at this stuff you can just see and maybe describe to jason what you're seeing there Ooh, they look like gummies like do you ever <laughs> buy like gummy worms yeah 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 it's like that look a little bit darker and redder. It has like a look like blood. That, so you can see uh, there's a jelly, a clear jelly outside yeah. like flesh. It's almost like its flesh is jelly. And then inside the skeletalness is kind of a red blood color. Wow. And they do have the big black jet. I think we're going to be pink. You know, when I see this type of thing that happens because we're polluting the earth, it makes me very sad because I feel like with animals like this, it's a reflection of what is possibly happening to us in, in a probably slower pace but how many sick people are in the united states you know i mean with just oddball illnesses right just to see this it's very frightening it's it like please it stop is frightening and i'll pollution. post that up on our uh on our social media so people can take a look at those strange frogs well i'll, I'll tell you what <laughs> if i go to the beach and put shorts on I, I look pretty much transparent, too. <laughs> I know. I'm a bit translucent. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm like the Irish ghost coming down the beach, you know. I always said I'm like an angel. It's in a the banshee. Sun. No, it's back. Yeah. <laughs> see your heart beating. That's great. You can see all my varicose veins popping out of my legs. Oh. So. <laughs> Do you ever see old man's legs or old woman and they have like these gnarly veins yeah, all over Yeah, man. They just like, keep talking smack. We're almost there, stuff. We're on the back six at this point. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people look for signs in the sky. Aliens might be a sign in the sky, but there's also the stars and the moon and all that. So soon, it's going to be on the May 26th that we're going to have a blood moon. So I thought I'd mention that. So if you're aware, if you're able to see it, should be seen all throughout the United States in the morning, I think. Yeah. And going from the blood moon, we'll be transitioning into the Mercury in retrograde again. How often do we go through that? Oh, we go through it all the time. Is that when we get our menstrual cycles? No. <laughs> that's Not you, when Jason. Jason and I start pulling our hair out because we can't get our electronics to work properly. Our computers shut down. Our recordings don't turn out. 
and we have nothing but pure hell with mm -hmm. our computers and electronics. So we dread it. We're like, enough is enough with this. But yeah, it's repetitive. You're not supposed to buy electronics at that time either. When, when you're in a retrograde, don't buy a new lawnmower or anything. It's just bound to have issues and anything electronic. So it really does seem to be true. People think that that's a bunch of hogwash, but believe me, we've experienced it enough to know. Yeah. Oh, we look it up. Yep. We're in retrograde. No wonder we have to redo this whole show <laughs> or just a full moon. I know when it's a full moon, I'm dropping everything. My computer's not going on. I cr crack my head on something like every, the whole day is going nuts. <laughs> it's true. And uh, it's, it's true. same thing like with, with um, correctional officers. You know, is, is it a full moon tonight? People go crazier in the full moon. It, it definitely does something different. I never really believed in that until it started happening. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is now it's a full moon. And then other crazy stuff would happen to be a full moon. So blood moon, That's I'm a little scared. <laughs> I know it's like, well, the full, the thing with the full moon that the ERs fill up too, and there is more crime, but interestingly enough, earth is the only planet with one moon. So we're very unbalanced. All the other planets have two moons. So they say when you know, a full moon's coming, especially this blood moon, make sure you hydrate because as we know, the moon has effect on water or on waves, right? So right. it affects the waves. So it's going to, it's going to pull at the water within your body. So if you're not adequately hydrated, you're, you could experience you know depression or a, a bunch of different anxiety and I, I found that very fascinating it's like wow yeah that that's true when the full moon hits people feel out of sorts and it's proven i mean it seems to be like jason said we noticed that it, it's not just hocus pocus stuff woo woo <laughs> <laughs> an australian woman who uh, underwent what seemed to be a routine tonsil surgery was left positively bewildered when she woke up a few days later and discovered that she suddenly had an Irish accent. <laughs> the strange condition reportedly befell Angie Yen two weeks ago. Wait, uh, Yen is her last name? Uh, yeah, maybe. No, don't go there. Okay. <laughs> but she is Asian. <laughs> wow, of all so the accents. She's an Australian Asian who went Irish. And uh, <laughs> she was recovering from her operation. And in the initial days following the surgery, she says, I didn't have any issues with talking or eating or anything like that. <laughs> if anything, the throat was just very, very sore. Well, anyway, it turned out that 10 days after the operation, she woke up and realized something was amiss. While singing in the shower ahead of a job interview scheduled for later that day, she noticed something rather peculiar. She was I, using Irish Springs. So I, she God. was, yeah, <laughs> after her bowl of Lucky Charms. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> She said, I was singing notes that I didn't think I could hit before. And I knew something wasn't right. You're singing Tooralooral. Tooralooral, daddy boy. She knew something wasn't right. Her misgivings were strengthened when she began speaking out loud, and her speaking voice also was out of the ordinary. Uncertain exactly as to what might be going on, she phoned a friend who had traveled extensively around the world, and they quickly identified her new accent as Irish. And this is particularly odd, because Yen has never been to Ireland, nor has any family living there. Now, she's not officially been diagnosed by doctors, but she believes that she's developed foreign accent syndrome. I have that, you know, sometimes I just <laughs> bust into one. <laughs> yeah, my, my girl will roll her R's uh, like Spanish. <laughs> Oh, she you know, will. Yeah. She she'll she'll do it all the time. You know? <laughs> she rolls her R's. 
So foreign accent syndrome is a very rare condition. And as the name suggests, suddenly and inexplicably, you adopt a speaking style of a different land than what you call home. If anything ever goes awry, Steph, actually, I might just like that new accent. Just let me have it. Don't try to bring me back from, <laughs> from the syndrome. Oh, yeah, it's great. When I go to the arcade, they're all Irish and I love it. Oh, I love it, too. Yeah, I'll talk with them. I'll have cigarettes with them and talk with them. And I'm just loving it. <laughs> yeah seems like anything's classier than our new york accents our upstate new york yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> it's a bridge over tampa bay bad luck can a bridge be cursed you have perhaps heard this about the golden gate in san francisco all the suicides that have taken place there oh yeah they stopped counting at 997 so as not to encourage record breakers yeah, so who knows? Did they now? deploy a net there or anything? Is there a big I don't net? know. They put nets at the Apple store at the Apple yeah, factory in, in China. China. <laughs> that's <laughs> not funny. I don't mean to laugh. That's not funny. But that's what they do because the work is so hard they're throwing themselves off the building. That doesn't mean it's a curse. High famous spots are often dramatic convenience for those who so unfortunately want to take their lives. One also thinks of the George Washington Bridge across the Hudson River at New York City. 10 suicides a year, and the cataracts of Niagara Falls between 1856 and 1995, an official count, at least according to one source, it sounds a bit high, but 2,780. Some claim 20 to 40 a year. Wow. But sometimes there's more than just the lure of dead sure, terrifying way of ending it. Case in point, in Tampa is the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, rumored to have been built over a Taco Bell. Taco I know it's Taco Bell. It built over a Taco <laughs> Bell. Taco Bell. I can't take going nothing. to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> I'm running for the water all the time. I know. Taco Bell. Taco Mound. Okay. Taco Bell burial mound. That extinct tribe of Native Americans believed a curse would torment anyone who violated sacred burial plots. And there are certainly claims to this effect around North America. Since its opening in 1971, according to author Elin Wright, well over 100 poor souls, 135 by 2012, have jumped from the span. A period from January to early August 2012 was especially tragic, with 19 people reportedly jumping from the bridge. Some locals call it suicide highway. Suicides are one thing, accidents are another. They can speak more directly of luck that is suspiciously bad, and there have been plenty of those. In 1980, in near-perfect weather, a Coast Guard boat called Black Horn was headed from Tampa to Galveston, Texas, when it had a head-on collision a mile from the bridge and capsized. One case is not a curse make. Just four months later, however, a 608-foot freighter, Summit Venture, slammed into the bridge and 1,200 feet of the span crashed into the bay with six cars, a bus, and a pickup. Some 35 terrified humans lived the last few months of their lives hurtling 150 feet to their deaths, said the author. It was one of the worst accidents in the nation's history. Undamaged parts from the bus were later used to repair other buses, and it has since been reported that nearly all of the repaired buses have subsequently burst into flames for Great. no apparent reason. It's like reason. Christine for a bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the James Dean car. They took the yeah. parts from the car. And, exactly. Yeah. 
A new bridge was built in its place, and some averred to see a phantom bus motoring along a nearby fishing pier, the driver staring eerily ahead as it disappears off the pier. Parts of the bridge were used for piers. In 2004, a nearly identical fate threatened another bus when the driver slumped over and fell unconscious onto the floor. Here there was a happier ending. Three passengers managed to get the steering wheel and guide it to safety as it bounced and scraped against the concrete safety barrier. Bizarrely, a small engine plane was once spotted at the southern end of the causeway by several witnesses crashing into the bay, but no sign of any such plane was ever found by the Coast Guard. I don't think yeah. I ever want to go over that bridge. Yeah, I know. It says a tractor trailer also went over the side, but fortunately with no fatalities. Meanwhile, stories abound of young women, some blonde, some dressed in white, positioned to jump from the center of the bridge or simply walking at roadside. One such woman was reportedly hitchhiking and after she was picked up, supposedly disappeared from the car without a trace. Just gone. Oh, vanishing. We covered this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> vanishing hitchhikers. Yeah. Other motorists claimed to have picked up a woman in white who demanded to know if they accepted Jesus Christ as their savior. Uh, so always white, in white. Then disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Becky and I came up with like, how come it's a, a white woman in white? Why is it never a black lady? Yeah, right. Or, or wearing <laughs> like a, a leopard suit or something. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one message. There can be hidden curses in all our lives. Scripture speaks of them. Meanwhile, when things don't go our way, maybe God wants them to go his way. I don't know. Oh, that's that was interesting. It. Places like Tampa, which or like Florida seems so such a happy place. Yeah. Yeah. You Everyone's think sunshine happy. and I've always had a bridge issue. Yeah, I'm with you. And and in Florida, when you're driving through on those bridges, they're over the ocean and it is freaky to look down. It's like, oh, how is this even happening? It doesn't feel very comfortable. I always feel like that's not the way you want to go because you feel like you're just going to be like shark food once you Pretty get down much. there. Ripped Pretty apart. Much. Well, yeah. this one's coming out in New York. A series of strange events unfolding in the home of a family in New York State has them wondering if their residence is haunted. Sharing her story on Facebook, Nikki Hodling explained that the eerie activity began on Monday when she noticed that some balloons that had been tied around a doorknob had inexplicably become untethered and were floating around the house, seemingly <laughs> with some agency of their so own. Initially thinking that perhaps the kids were playing a prank on her, she started to have second thoughts when things got weirder on Wednesday evening. According to Hodling, when their dishwasher finished its cycle that night, she left its door open so the dishes could dry and proceed to sit with her husband in the adjoining living room for approximately 45 minutes. We needed to know all that. Certain that no one had entered the kitchen during that time, when she returned to the room, she was stunned to see that Several cups, as well as a bowl, were sitting on the floor arranged in some kind of mysterious formation. There's an actual image of this. It's physically impossible for one of the kids to have stacked the cups, she said, because of where we were sitting the entire time. They, they would have to walk right past us. Hodling and her family did not have to wait very long for the next odd event as she woke up on Friday morning to discover that all their kitchen cabinets, which were secured with child locks, had been opened in the middle of the night. Now fairly convinced that some kind of ghostly presence is behind the puzzling activity, the bewildered mom tells us that so far I feel safe. And now why am I giving a country accent? She's from New York. You have that syndrome so now. So far I have the <laughs> So far I feel safe and it seems non-threatening, she said. The family has enlisted a reputable psychic medium who will be visiting the residence, which is located in the community of Gasport on Tuesday evening to get some answers possibly and then cleanse the home. Where the hell is Gasport, guys? 
we've lived in New York all our lives. And there's always a new county or something I've never heard of. That's so weird. You know, it's really true. I even I'll turn to my partner who's from New Hampshire and be like, where is this in New York? Yeah. (laughs) No one knows. No one does enough exploring around here. I still have not been to many places that are only maybe 30 minutes away. Yeah, you you can discover a lot of things that it's like, wow, I didn't even know. Hey, there's another McDonald's in the next town. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this, but there is a new study from North Carolina University that states that greenhouse gas emissions from standing dead trees and wetland forests, commonly referred to tree farts, (laughs) need to be accounted for when assessing the environmental impact of dead trees that are also known as ghosts forests did you know about Mm. tree farts well i think they're all from uh, gasport that's probably why the hauntings are so high in in that area is it near a taco bell (laughs) with the bridge over it yeah (laughs) taco bell is dumping all their bean burritos in the forest yeah the trees the trees eat them up they die and then emit farts (laughs) (laughs) a veterinary nurse in north wales says she's never seen anything like it a farmer brought in a three-eyed calf whose third eye had an eyelid and lashes that looked normal. Yeah, that could I saw explain that. Where the... You did see that. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. The, okay. The picture. Uh, what are they going to do with them? I don't know. It didn't really go much further into that. Do you think they sell that extra eye to the Well, maybe they people use it to like predict eyes. the future. <laughs> They're like Clash of the Titans. Give me the eye. <laughs> like, you can look through it and see the future. Yeah. And then a, a video from Tullamore, Australia showed mice falling from the sky in a 14 nightmare. But further investigation found the cause to be a farmer cleaning out a green silo with a giant vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) This is real. But dejected doomsayers had to pack up their holy books and tents and find another plague. Uh, That's just an example of what I was saying earlier about aliens (laughs) having a superiority complex over us. They they might just be cleaning out the UFO and blow half of the the town up in the air and not even care. Now, I'm going to say this wrong because it's an Icelandic peninsula, but I think it's called Reykjanes. Reykjanes. Reykjavik? No, No. it's Reykjanes Peninsula of Iceland has a large plot of land up for sale, guys, with an active volcano. It erupted. Its lava and toxic gases have been released as recently as March of 2021. So forget location, location, location. This is the property for someone who wants destabilization, regurgitation, and excavations. (laughs) (laughs) A rare triple tsunami occurred recently off the coast of New Zealand when three separate earthquakes occurred over seven points within a few hours and within 1,000 kilometers of each other. This pleased seismic scrabble players needing a triple tsunami score. That's uh, going to wipe out all the vampires, werewolves, and zombies, like That's true. from what we do in the shadows, because they all live down there in New Zealand, apparently. New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Jake and I are getting our, when we become wealthy, we're going to buy a home in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I thought this was really cool because everyone remembers the movie The Ten Commandments. You ever watched that during Easter time? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And to me, the most impressive part was the staff turning into the snake. You know, like you set the staff down, it turned into a snake, then it ate the other snakes. Moses, right? Everyone knows him from the Bible. So I guess the Basilica of St. Ambrose in Milan is surely one of the most interesting and spectacular churches of that venerable primatial, primatial see. It is filled with numerous treasures, not least of which the relics of St. Ambrose himself located in the crypt church beneath the high altar. 
Perched upon an ancient Roman column sits a bronze snake, and directly across from it on the other side of the nave sits a bronze cross perched on another column. What is this snake? Tradition would have it that this is the very same bronze snake that was erected by Moses in the desert to protect and heal the Israelites. This snake is said to have been brought to Milan from Constantinople around the year 1000, a gift from the Byzantine Empire, Basil II, to the Holy Roman Emperor Otto II. They really believe that this could possibly be the staff of Moses that he did because all the people got like bit by the snakes and they got poisoned. So God told him, make an image of a snake and heal him with the snake. He's healing with the same image, which they're afraid of. You know, like the snake is always the bad kind of image. But here's a picture of it. Oh, wow. It's, it's very metallic. It looks old, though. Yeah. I mean, you would say. So I just thought that was really cool when I found that because I never heard like, oh, I wonder what happened to Moses' staff. <laughs> I never thought that. It's in a... <laughs> Frequently enters my mind. <laughs> but like you would, you hear about these stories and you're like, oh, I wonder if anyone kept any of those items that Moses had or pass it down. Well, first of all, I can't find a pen that I lost last week. So I don't know how they're finding 2,000 year old. <laughs> they didn't find it. It was just that they're basically. They, they think it is sort of thing revealing that it's been there for a long time yeah. and that that's what they believe but i never heard of it so i found it <laughs> i found the article <laughs> was secret builder of mysterious guidestones identified all right remember how the the, the georgia guidestones right. yeah so they have a like a obituary, obituary thing and Basically, if people wanted to look it up, it reads his obituary and somehow reveals that it's possibly him, the one that did it. And did you read into this at all to find out who the son of a bitch is? I did. And is he some wealthy aristocrat? Doctor or something. It says that's why if I read all this, but his name is Dr. Herbert H. Kirsten. So if you want to look that up and see for yourself that if you think he might be the funder of the Georgia Guidestones. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. I don't like them either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I came to the table today with general observations. And another one besides UFOs coming out of the sun is I've been seeing a lot of footage of flying humanoids, which what? <laughs> which is just the creepiest thing ever. It looks like it's not like they're on a broom and hunched over and, and, and kind of like a when you're on a bobsled and you hunch and to get speed, they're literally standing straight up and just floating around. Do they have a jetpack or anything? Nothing on? like that. You don't hear any sound, and and it'll and of course, they look sort of like they have a cape on some of them, and and um, uh, it's not like they're wearing colorful clothes or anything. It's almost that like they look like black, you know, like a like a like a shadow person type of thing. But I've seen quite a bit recently of flying humanoids, and um, I've heard about them, but uh, not, haven't really seen too much until recently. And it's you know. It could be anything. It could be a drone, but where are they seeing these things the most? Do you Just know? Like, Is it like South America? All over the place. All over the place. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All worldwide. Over, worldwide. Yeah. What would you do if you saw a flying humanoid? It's just perfectly tying in with all this UFO stuff. We start seeing people floating around. I think I'd have a heart attack at that point. Yeah, and some of them they hear screams like. Ah! Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's sounds like a banshee. But they they don't fly stuff they standing don't? straight up. Oh, okay. banshees! I thought, I thought you said they were flying humanoids. Well, maybe they've evolved. Banshees don't fly. Yeah, they do. When Darby O'Gill and the little people. She oh did. my god! She floated down from the mountain. <laughs> so did she Mary went, Poppins uh, stuff. 
That's Maybe it's Mary like. Poppins. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, besides the usual ghost UFO, like I tend to gravitate towards even stranger stuff like ships coming out of the sun and flying humanoids and screams. You know? I love it. It's horrifying and yet it's interesting at the same time. Yeah. To, to segue into screaming, I've seen other videos. I saw one recently where it was a lightning storm. It was dark out. And whenever the lightning would go off, you'd hear this insane scream, like a witch or something, as if it was mm. getting struck by lightning. And, and then sometimes the lightning would silhouette it, and you can see this figure there. Oh, wow. You saw that? But yeah. I, yeah. But I, not not only have I been seeing online and different videos and shows and stuff, flying humanoids, but there's just random s- screaming happening all over the place. You have to too. send Becky this what stuff. We, we don't hear this. Was this like, a, we are in the apocalypse right now. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. Well, here we go. Speaking of cats, a woman in Maine thought her seven-month-old kitten was sick when its fur fell out, but a vet informed her that the cat had a rare genetic mutation that made it a wolf, cat, or lycoi that just makes them look amazingly like werewolves. And just to be on the safe side, she had it locked in a cage for the calendar of the full moon cycles. <laughs> A 70-year-old man in Oregon got three entirely different infections from a single tick bite. Anemia, thrombocytopenia, which is a low play count, and acute kidney injury with liver damage as a possible fourth. Needless to say, don't try to make conversation by telling them how much you enjoyed the tick. Oh, those puns are so terrible, but, but the news is so good. Yeah. <laughs> a 390-year-old book found buried in the collection at the Cambridge University Library was discovered to have a perfectly preserved butterfly specimen. Can you imagine that? 390-year-old butterfly. Huh. It was a small tortoise shell. It appeared to be as old as the book itself. Hmm. Maybe that's how he killed the butterfly. He's like, get over here, buddy. Boom! Slammed it in the book. <laughs> stuck it back in the shell. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Move over road rage. Researchers in Texas find drivers can also suffer suffer from something called accelerousal. Mm. An my, elevated. My mom suffers stuff. from accelerousal. Yeah, when she was pulling out <laughs> last time I was home, she was pulling out of the driveway. Damn it, you bastard! You're ba- pulling out of the driveway. Well, this sounds like something that's like an elevated stress response triggered by frequent stopping and starting simply driving around town. Oh, yeah. I thought there was some kind of sex thing on when you're driving and then you asphyxiate. Maybe I'm just thinking of well, like that, the crash movie. <laughs> yes. Or James Spader yes. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that something like that? Yeah. Like they would, they'd start making out and then crash and it'd be a turn on to them. Yes. Yeah. Steph's looking at me like I'm crazy. It was, it was a real movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Fictional, just like your Mary Poppins. <laughs> Conservation scientists want the U.S. to reintroduce jaguars. Panthera unca, known as one time as America's great cat into the mountains of the Southwest, where they were hunted to an extinction in the mid-20th century. What could possibly go wrong with those fluffy fuckers, huh? Well, they're probably going to die again, because people are going to be terrified when they show up on their back porch. (laughs) Get off my porch. Yeah. Did you hear about the flies in the White House? There's another UFO. It's a mothership coming through. Mm -hmm. The flies in the White House? I just read this. I don't have it here, and I don't know why I didn't copy it, but let me look it up really quick, because I never knew this, and it's been a problem since, like, the Bush era. When I hear fly problem, I think, (laughs) I know. I I think of Amityville window. Uh, I don't want to see flies anywhere congregating. (laughs) And then you've got the flies that land on the debater's 
eyeballs when they're debating have you seen that that is so weird like when the presidents are debating like a fly just climbs into their eyeball i think it was pence had that issue too whoa <laughs> uh, oh, sasquatch get your gun highly, highly <laughs> active over here that was a deep rumble the white house is infested with flies Pests have plagued U.S. presidents for generations. A rat nearly ate First Lady Frances Cleveland's pet canary in the mid-1880s, according to real life <laughs> the White House. 200 years of daily life at America's most famous residence. A member of the Cleveland staff commented that they didn't know there were so many species of cockroaches until starting work at the White House. During the Gerald Ford administration, a mouse scared the National Security Council out of the Situation Room, <laughs> according to a report uncovered by the Washington Post in 1991. Our last two presidents don't have much in common, but they have both struggled with one mutual winged enemy, the fly. There are multiple YouTube videos of Barack Obama swatting the large persistent insects during interviews. Donald Trump has complained about the flies amidst tours around the West Wing. A sampling of White House work orders from 2017 included install two bug lights in the W.W. Kelly and Conway office. <laughs> That's where they're coming from. It's, it's Kelly and Conway. <laughs> but bug lights are probably not the best option unless there is also an electric zapper involved. The most a light can do is lure the insects away from other lights. But finding a more effective solution requires sending a specimen to a university for species identification. No, they just need those things that hang from the ceiling yeah. in trailers that are like yeah. fly tape and they have like a film canister yeah. at the bottom. Those will huh. catch them. Yeah, they do. It's probably all the rotting children in the secret Washington, <laughs> D.C. tunnels. The underground <laughs> layers. <laughs> but, you know what, when you said the get out, you said, get out. That's the first thing I thought of was like, I remember the flies from... Amityville. Uh, Amityville Horror, and I'm like, and I actually at one time when I was a kid, our window got infested with flies, and it was a wood frame, and I think it got moist, like during. People don't like that word. No, they don't. Moist, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like moist brownie. No, but the wood, wood I think was like kind of damp, and then I use the word damp, and I, I don't know. I just think they must have. It was terrible. Like we had like all these flies in the window, and it scared me as a kid because like, why are all these flies in the window? Well, well, your we, house had diamonds, didn't it? Yeah, the house was demon uh, infested. Uh, infested at one time. <laughs> <That> <laughs> or maybe just that. one demon. It could have been my dad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you need to get a hold of us or like to get a hold of us or for any reason, give us a, a give me a call. My phone number is 3159. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot us an email at to the spirit pod at gmail.com. You can send in stories you'd like us to share. If you have questions you'd like answered, you can find us on all the major platforms. Now, Jason, tell us in one word, what would you say to an alien if you saw him arrive on this planet? I'd say, <laughs> Is that anything, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. To the Spirit Podcast. Supernatural Science. I'm Ghost. Thank you. Mystic. Spirit. Divine Source. Heaven. The Dead. It's magic, magic.